want to talk a little bit about buy-in today. And in my mind, buy-in is one of the most important concepts for a coach to be able to understand and to be able to perform. So let me explain a little bit what I'm trying to talk about here. Um, for example, let's say that you have the like one of the best coaches in the world. And uh, so this coach really understands the strategic game, strategic genius. Um, this coach also understands physical skill development, you know, what it should look like, what the perfect stride should be, um, you know, how stick handling should look, all this stuff. It has a million drills that can get the kids to, you know, to work on these things. And uh, let's just say that this coach is also a brilliant positional coach. Okay. So this coach has all, you know, all the tools in place to be a phenomenal coach, but the players don't buy in to what this coach is trying to get them to do. For whatever reason, everything he teaches them, they don't do. Okay. So you might have a coach with all these characteristics and you would actually be more effective if you had a coach that was just teaching dump and chase and go out there and work hard, but got everybody on the page of being able to do it. Like got everybody committed to performing this simple dump and chase and go get it hard, you know? Um, so buy-in is extremely important. And in my mind, there are a lot of different factors that go in to, you know, how, how well or not well does a team buy into what the coach is talking about. So some of it, sometimes it's age. Younger kids tend to buy in, you know, with a lot less questioning than older players do. Some of it has to do with, um, you know, how long they've worked with the coach. Sometimes skill level can play into that. Sometimes the perceived skill level of the coach plays into that. So there are a few things that I think you can do, no matter what your situation is, that will help you to get more buy-in from your players. And with that buy-in, you're going to be able to have a lot more success. If you can get the whole team functioning together, believing in the direction that you're going, you're going to have more success as a team. Um, you know, and then, and then especially if you have some of these other characteristics, like if you're, if you are a brilliant coach, a brilliant strategist, a brilliant positional coach, and you're capable of teaching the individual skills that, that support those um, concepts as well, then, and you have buy-in, then you're going to have a fantastic season. You're going to have a great time. So um, to create buy-in, it's a process of, of almost, and this may sound a little bit dramatic, but I believe it to be true. It's a process of indoctrination and almost setting yourself up as a prophet in the eyes of, of the players that you're working with. Now, what I mean by that is, is it's a constant process of teaching them what they can expect to see and then pointing out when it goes right and when it goes wrong. So for example, you can say, um, you know, hey, this actually happened to us just this last week. Uh, this goalie is small and he moves well. So all the goals you're going to score today are going to be uh, either right up underneath the bar because he's shorter. You know, we're playing U10s. So he's shorter, but he moves well. So I said, he's going to, he, anything you shoot low, he'll probably make the first save on, but there are rebounds. So you're either going to score all your goals right up underneath the bar on the first shot or on rebounds after a low shot. And that that's how we you know we ended up doing quite well that game and there's probably about 90% of the goals that we scored went in, in either right up underneath the bar or off a rebound from a low shot and so as this is happening I'm pointing out to my players hey did we tell you where you'd score they say yeah 
did it go in? Like how, how many goals did we score doing one of those two things? And they, they talk about it and they get excited about it. Same thing. Like if we set up a four check and the four check, if we do it, um, you know, let's just say we're using a one, two, two and, um, the one, two, two goes right. And we have sustained pressure. And I'm pointing that out to the players on the bench. I'm pointing that out to the players when they come off the ice is, Hey, did you see how much pressure you had on that one, two, two worked phenomenally well. Or let's say you have the one, two, two and F two goes in instead of, you know, sliding across the seal off the boards. And, uh, and I point that out. I say, Hey, so on our one, two, two, where's the F two supposed to go? And they say, Oh, over to the boards. Where did you go? Oh, I went to the corner and where did the puck go? Puck went right to the boards where I should have been. Yeah. So make sure you do it. Go straight across the boards and the puck will come to you. Uh, there was one other instance where, uh, what happened was I, the play was near the bench and it was at the far, at the close end. So I was like right there, right beside our defenseman on the blue line. And, uh, so I was just kind of right in his ear, you know, helping him to read the play. And I was saying, Hey, pucks coming up the boards, hold the line, hold the line. Pucks coming to you. Just get ready. You know, knees bent, stick on the ice. And then sure enough, the puck comes up, you know, right up the boards to this defenseman. and He's able to walk it in and take a shot. And one of the players on the bench says, how do you always know where it's going to be? And so, you know, jokingly, I say, well, you know, the old man's played a lot of hockey in his days. You guys need to learn to listen to me and I'll steer you, I'll steer you the right direction. Just trust me. And, you know, so it's little things like that, but it's constantly reinforcing, hey, when you do what we say, we win. And when you don't do what we say, if you try to make the, you know, your own game plan or, or make your own, you know, undisciplined adjustment to the system, then it doesn't go right. And so it's a constant process of indoctrination. And as this goes throughout the course of the season or through, you know, from season to season, it becomes a point where the players look to you and they know, hey, if we execute the way the coach says, we're going to win. We trust him. We trust his game plan. We trust his assessment. Now, I've experienced this as, as a coach, you know, with coaching my kids and coaching other teams that I've worked with. I've also experienced this as a player, you know, as a player growing up. Um, and it was actually my, my father as a coach. And, um, you know, after a few years, we knew like, okay, hey, if coach says that we can win this game by doing X, Y, and Z, then if we do X, Y, and Z, we will win. And we were committed to the game plan. We were committed to the system and everybody was on the same page. Now, fast forward a few years, I've also been on teams where we didn't buy in and we had pretty talented kids, but uh, not buying in to the system and everybody's kind of, uh, you know, and the, uh, you know, incidentally, it was with the older age groups. Um, teenagers have tend to have a harder time with this you know, because they start getting that independent mindset and thinking that they know better or, or, you know, or whatever team they've played on that, you know, we we did it this way. My point is it doesn't matter which way you've done it in the past. It doesn't matter which way you do it now, really. Like if you can have a less than stellar game plan, but if everybody's executing it, well, you're going to do better than the team where half the team is executing a good game plan and half the team's doing their own thing. So it's all about buy-in, you know, but I've been on teams where the buy-in wasn't great and we struggled to win and it was a much more frustrating situation for everybody, you know, for the players, for the coaches, for everybody involved. So buy-in in my mind is extremely important and it, it, it involves instilling that confidence and almost like I said, you know, dramatic as it may seem, setting yourself up as a, as a prophet where you can predict what's going to happen and when it happens, you point it out and, uh, you know, point out that, hey, you know, you guys won, you guys won that period because you did this. 
And this is how we said it would happen, and it happened that way. That instills the confidence. That gets the players all on the same page. And, um, it, you know, it helps to make for a much more uh, uh, continuous type of environment. You know, continuity is what we're, what we're all about. So, uh, anyways, hopefully that helps. And try some of these things. Let me know how it goes. But um, buy-in. Buy-in is extremely important. And you can foster that buy-in by pointing things out and then pointing out when you were right, pointing out when they tried to do it on their own and it didn't go right. All those things will help increase your buy-in from your players. So that's that. Have a great one, and we'll be back again soon.